0: Don't skip this one as a music podcast. Music is played and then the host and or guest talk about it. It's really not very complicated. Don't overthink it. The music and the talking may be explicit. The jokes and the bits will be dumb. Right now. So that it doesn't make sense. Um, I, I'm beginning to hate that app a
1: little bit <laughs> it's one of my favorite apps um, just a little uh, before we really get into the whole music thing and you know just hoping that Hamhorn might sponsor us um, I, I will queue up sad people I will queue up Michaela to tell a sad story in like a group of people so I can use it like I will see an opportunity for it and then I will ask her like oh then what happened as I'm pulling my phone out and then she'll get to like, I guess it's not a punchline when it's a sad story. But no. the punchline of the sad, I don't know. I don't, I don't deal in, in, in sad things. I, I am just straight up comedy. So she'll get to the punchline. I guess that's the wrong word. I don't know the right word. And then I'll, uh, sad trombone it and everyone laughs and it's perfect for parties. So this episode is brought to you by Hamhorn. Hamhorn ruining dinner parties since... Uh, I don't
0: know, probably twenty eighteen. <laughs> uh yeah. I'm gonna assume Hamhorn uh, ruining Brady's marriage since twenty eighteen. um that's not you haven't even been married that long, but whatever. Relationship, I guess. Yeah. Oh okay, let's let's play the first the first one and then we'll and then we'll all discover together what this episode's about. I don't even know what's it about. Let's find out. What the hell is this song that's about to play? Play it now, Zach, and cut. Okay. (laughs) What's up, fellow music nerds? Welcome to this episode of Don't Skip This One. We're gonna do a little thing where I don't tell you the title or what it's about right away. Uh, We're going to play the first song before I do that, so I'll go ahead and intro today's guest. Uh, The one, the only, Brady
1: Levitt. (laughs) You know what? Hamhorn doesn't work as well when you've got it downloaded on your iPad, is all I'm saying. It wasn't as exciting. I do apologize to you, the listener, that I didn't properly hype my entrance as well, so... Let's try this one. In. Now introducing Brady Lennon. Woo! Yeah. Woo! <laughs> you know what?
0: Just just for you, I will edit in the the little clapping audio that I have downloaded. Okay, so i'm sure you've guessed by now unless you've been living under a rock for i don't know how however long since it's been that this has been released uh we're we're doing the the music parks of the, and
1: office. Uh, the office the office
0: what the hell did you just say
1: i said parks and rec
0: parks and rec uh, screw you um i invited well- you because you're the expert here, I am not as much of an office official So,
1: if I can, I can I take this a, t- a little time to brag right now. So I'm sure if you guys all heard of Cody, um, he represents this um, artist named Dak. He released some new songs. Go check it out. Anyway, Cody, um, <laughs> Cody started like he bought a book of office trivia, and then there's a group chat of like a few of us, um, just like friends who are all really big fans of The Office. And so he has bought prizes for like first place, second place, third place. There's still like I, this is a little preemptive. So, but there is, I think there's only two, like there's like 40, 50 like um, pages of questions where it's like each has their own theme. Like, so one of them would have been uh, like 10 questions about Creed. One of them would have been about season five. One of them would have been about the dinner party. Um, just right. tons of different things and we've been playing it's been about a year because he'll do it like once a week sometimes twice a week sometimes it you know i think he'll get busy and then we won't get uh, knock a his Chevy for like three four weeks but yeah um we've got i think it's we've got four more of these and right now i am in first place um but it's still a little close for comfort um but it is it's it's a lot of fun going through it because you're like, there's so many of them that you think, you think that you're a pro at the office and then questions will come up. Like, for example, um, here, one of the hard ones is like when presenting to the national team, what are Michael's opening words? And this is for the lecture circuit. And so it's, it's hard trying to remember the exact phrasing where yeah, that is, I would be terrible at this. Like and this so, is uh, no go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say like so. For example, that one is "Good morning, Vietnam." That's um, um, that's the answer. But so he'll send us he'll send us the thing at like ten a.m. We have until seven p.m. Uh, Pacific time because he's in Vegas to 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 answer. And if we um, if you don't answer, you don't get points. And so like there's been times where. Like I've forgotten, or other people have forgotten. It's just it's it's just fun because, yeah. yeah. And you and we're all we're all honest about it. Like, there's no looking it up. You can't watch the episode. And the worst is like, right? Is like most of the time I will answer first thing in the morning. I'll get it out and then I'll go watch the episode because I'm like, oh, this is gonna drive me nuts. I need to see because like once you submitted your answers, answers are 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 done, right? Yeah. So it's it is actually a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Oh, cool. I that sounds like fun for people who are super into the office. I would be terrible. So like, here's. Oh, I did want to say, I did want to say like, of course this like wouldn't be a show by millennial millennials unless we mentioned the office at least once. Yeah. So like, of course we needed to do the music of the office. Um, I'm one of those people who like I wasn't super into it when it was coming out like while it was airing but like afterwards i watched like all of it i think I've when done you were it. in
1: college and stuff
0: yeah i think i've done it like twice and it was like I, like i watched it it's just like not every single week when it came out you know it yeah. wasn't like religious like i've been with other shows so um i'm definitely not like an office trivia master but i love the show and it was super fun we were talking a little bit um before we started recording, uh, this is, so it was like hard, it was like a fun, hard challenge, figuring out music to put in this episode because it was more of like, I feel like usually it's like almost kind of a struggle to get the amount, like, I, I don't know. It, it depends on the episode, but like this one, it was like, oh, I can only do, what do we end up with? Nine, including the office main theme. So it was like, we can only do eight songs damn. And like, there's so many, you know?
1: Yeah. No, it's insane. And like, but going back to your trivia, I just wanted to throw and like Cody is paying for all these and it's, it's great. So like first place gets a Dundee with a uh, placard of your name, um, acknowledging, acknowledging right. you as the office trivia champion. Second place is uh, framed Pam's watercolor, of uh, you know, her painting of the office. And That's the third, amazing. the third is a world's best boss mug. Wow, that's hard. that is awesome what Cody's doing there, that. that's super yeah. fun No, but I like, you know because I, I figure we can talk more about the songs but like me, I, re- I remember the first time I watched an- The Office, like it wasn't I jumped in in season two, it's still pretty early on when I jumped in but I remember like I think watching My Name is Earl before, because like I my family, we used to love watching My Name is Earl because uh-huh. it's about, about a bunch of hicks so, you know when you're from a small little farm town like that right and it came on afterwards and it was it was the booze cruise episode and so i remember watching it and like not fully understanding what happened and then then the next episode happened and then like and then like then after that you kind of start understanding what's going on and then you know i think i watched the first two or three seasons like religiously like we would have um and then I went back, got the DVDs for the first two or either DVDs from the library or um, I definitely downloaded legally. I, I would never, ever, ever think about going and downloading this stuff illegally.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. In,
1: definitely. in 2007, definitely. 2004, whenever, <laughs> 2000, yeah. Like, I never would have thought about going back and downloading illegally. But, like, we used to have <laughs> office parties where, like, during high school, when they would come out, we, because it was Thursday nights, we would all go over, sometimes it would sometimes it'd be at my house, it would be, like, at a few different friends' houses, we would all get together and we would watch The Office. Like, that's yeah. what we did. We'd watch The Office. Kind of like what me and you and all of our friends used to do with community. We used to do that yeah, something right. with The Office in high school.
0: Yeah, I feel like that was kind of big. Um, like, when we were in high school, and probably, like, our like earlier generations maybe that was even bigger but like i do remember in high school like certain sh- i can't even think of the shows but like you know there'd just be shows we'd be like oh yeah you watch that too oh i watch that like we got to watch it like when it comes out so come over to my house like that day or whatever yeah we'll it was that. great
1: because then friday everyone would just be quoting like we'd only seen it the one time through um but we'd still be able to quote what you know, some of the great lines from the night before. And it was amazing.
0: Yeah, it's an incredibly quotable, like, show. I'm just looking at it now. It started in 2005. I was still in middle school. So, um,
1: actually, I may have been in fifth grade.
0: No. No,
1: 2005, that can't be right. Because you're two years younger than me. 2005 would have been Oh my, no, my, I was in eighth
0: grade. Eighth
1: grade. Sorry, yeah. my math was bad on that one.
0: Maybe – I can't remember the split of the year, but, like, 2006 is the year I started high school, so 2005 would have been eighth or seventh grade or something. So, yeah. anyway, well, I definitely wouldn't have been watching it in eighth grade, I don't think. So, I definitely didn't watch the first season. I don't remember when I first saw it. Um, like, I love The Office, but, like I said, like, it just wasn't a thing while it was coming out. It was more, like – or, I guess, not while the first few seasons were coming out when I was in high school. It was more like in college. I got super into The Office. So,
1: a roommate just watched it religiously.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. You would put it on like for bathroom noise at some point. It was just <laughs> it was I constantly. Would, I,
1: I would switch it out. There'd be times where I'd go Parks and Rec or like 30 Rock when it was on, you know, like uh, depending, because I don't have Hulu for a while because Hulu had ads and I was a college kid. I wasn't about to pay something that you had to have ads for and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. So, but it was whatever was on Netflix. And so it was usually like, you know,
0: now yeah. I don't want to talk about the good old days of the early internet too much, but when Hulu first came out, um, there was the free option with ads. And if you had ad blocker, it would just like, at first it would just skip it. And then there was like a, A month or a year or something where it was just like 30 seconds of black and it was like well this is preferable than like actually (laughs) watching so it's like so i remember using hulu the free option with the
1: ad blocker for so long it was amazing yeah true good times good Good. times in the early internet you youths wouldn't understand to any of our gen z crowd listening
0: Definitely, so many of the Gen Z crowd listeners to this podcast. because I... I'm friends with so many, <laughs> so many, so I many. Know, I know many Gen Zers. That feels weird to say.
1: I think they call them Zoomers now. I think that's another word for them.
0: Is that another word for the the people like not that much younger than us?
1: Okay. well, they like I, I feel like they are pretty much younger than us because. You know, I'm in my 30s now, so. Oh, hell. Oh, uh, I guess yeah. you're right. Yeah, you, don't you turn 30 in, like, I turned like a couple months? This year, it yeah, sucks, so. I hate it. I don't yeah. want to turn 30. This is not, yeah,
0: anyways. I, let's not think about that. Let's think about the office. Let's think about the office and the good times we had when we were 15. <laughs> the good good times. Oh, jeez, man. This next song is not a good one for what we were just talking about. It's like a nice sad song to start us off with. And, uh, okay, what I did want to say, and I got completely sidetracked, was like the the hard challenge of like narrowing it down. There came a point where I was like, okay, so I'm gonna like there's there's a whole there's a playlist out there on you guys can find it. I'm not gonna I can't remember the name of it or whatever, but there's it, like has every single song. Like played, or even like, I think they did even like mentioned any song that was even mentioned or like misquoted or quoted or whatever. So it's like, there's all this stuff. And it was like, all right, I'm going to have to narrow it down to like, I remember first, if I can remember the scene, then like, that's a good one because I don't remember. Like, you were way better at like, oh, yeah, that's this scene. But it was like a lot of times I had to look it up. It's like, okay. And then was that a good scene that I like? want to talk about and then like was it more than just like if it was quoting i don't think we have any ones where it's just quoting right because it's like no I, we don't have any words that words they're just quoting it because it's like i don't know it just wasn't as impactful kind
1: well not just quoting there's
0: i guess there's a cover right
1: there's a of there's one. there is there's two two karaoke songs on here two songs That's, that they sing in karaoke and yeah. then two songs they but, sing in karaoke and one is a cover okay
0: yeah fair enough okay are you ready to start uh, the music or did you want to have anything else about the office that I cut you off
1: nope I think we're good let's start and then I'll keep reminiscing about about Michael Scott and the Scranton crew
0: and the Scranton crew all right man uh Let's go. Let's play the first, I guess, second technically song. Okay, so that was Everybody Hurts by e. uh, REM Huron K D S T O. Um, brought to you by Fanta. Specifically Craig Fanta, the best of the Fantas. Fanta. Um, it's great to drink while you're using Hamhorn. Ham Hamhorn, the absolute
1: <laughs> winners. Oh man. One of these days we're gonna get paid by one of these companies. <laughs> It's gonna be hamhorn because they're like, I, you know what? It's like, here's a dollar.
0: Like... Out of the two, for sure,
1: hamhorn.
0: <laughs> I don't know. How, I still don't know how, but like somehow we're gonna get some of that good, good hamhorn uh, money. Okay, everybody hurts. So uh, I think I had to look up. I was like, I can remember that Dwight was playing in his car, but I, I was like playing in his to...
1: car during the island game. That's I... what it is. I know this because, so recently I i have been trying to get into podcasts because I, I made a promise to my wife when we got married that I would try podcasting. So I'm listening to The Office Ladies and I'm going through it and like um, they talk yeah. about this episode because it's in like the first, it's I think it's second season, maybe even the first season. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's second season. Anyways, yeah. But yeah, like they talk about it and so I've been kind of like watching it and then on Peacock too, they've I I, I and I, I went with the, the peacock premium thing for like five dollars a month because I want to see the super cut episodes where they put all the deleted scenes. If you guys haven't done it, you, go check it out. I' I'll, yeah. I'll give you my password later. but <laughs> um, they they take all the del- deleted scenes that they had to cut out because when it was running on network TV, they could only have it be 22 minutes long. And so yeah. they went through and added everything that they wanted to put in the show. And They've got the first oh, four seasons as so cool. like super cut episodes. That's amazing. Did
0: yeah. you hear? This is that you reminded me. Did you? Did you listen to the podcast series that Brian uh, Baumgartner did on the Office? No, I, that's that's on my list too. Okay, because that one's really good. But yeah, The Office ladies is also very good. Uh, I listened to quite a bit of it. I think I've fallen off on there. Uh, I haven't been listening lately, but um yeah so they would have just yeah it's really early so you probably if you're just going through it now probably is one of the first few episodes so yeah it's a it's a really funny scene um and it's a really good song I'm glad that they picked it uh I did want to say like as far as music goes uh why you shouldn't skip this one it's like it's like I feel bad because it's like this Sometimes it's a little overused as a joke. I can't remember. I feel like there's another movie that uses
1: it. There is. And the, the, I was going to bring it up too, because like me, when I think of this song, I don't think of The Office first. I think of, um, and it's probably more than just this, but it's in um, Night of the Roxbury. Oh. It's in Night at the Roxbury <laughs> when the brothers, like uh, they, they had their fight and they, they break up and one of them keeps going to the club and the other one is like, I'm going to have a normal life. It's uh, it's yep. one of those super, super, super stupid, funny Will Ferrell, early Will Ferrell movies. But yeah. that's what I think of every time is that scene when I hear this song.
0: Yeah, and so it's like, it's, so it's kind of like this dual edged sword where it's like, there's this, it, it's always used for like comic relief as this like very sad, happy song. But it's like, you listen to the actual song and actually like the first part, you're like, oh, all I can think about is this like comedic, overly dramatic scenes, but like they add in, like you get past the the first bit of it and they like start adding in like violins, guitars and drums. And it's like this really beautiful piece of music at the end, of, by the end of it, you know?
1: So like, and I know I, I say that I, you know, I attribute it to "Night at the Roxbury" and then this episode too. But um, it is funny because I, if you listeners haven't um, already heard, um, from every time I'm on Zach's podcast, I talk about my iPod Classic and how I still use it. It, I, I had a in high school. You know, I had like a depressing playlist. Like, you know, I'm always going to reject you. No one loves me because you're angsty and like and there's like some good like emo incy songs on there but then there's also songs like this that were on there um and cuz it's just like a sad song and i enjoyed it and i loved it and i put, i put it on the playlist um and so it's like it's funny cuz i i was looking the other day and it's i still have the playlist on my iPod because like it just has carried over from iPod to iPod even though i haven't like sat down and listened to that playlist yeah in about 7 8 years but yeah um, but yeah, no it's a great song because like it is it is a good song like to help it's like a sad song that helps like it's like a motivating sad song not just like i'm sad i hate this song's over but it's like i'm sad but everybody hurts like everyone's gonna hurt at some point just keep holding on i think i really like that part
0: yeah yeah i was gonna mention that like I feel like it's associated with like being down on yourself so much, but it's really like a, a hopeful song. When you look at the lyrics, it's like it's kind of written almost from like someone helping someone. Yes, um, sadness. You know, so it's like it's a- not
1: it's not REM that's sad. It's them watching someone be sad, and you know, like when you think you had too much of this life to hang on. Well, everybody hurts. Everyone cries. Just hold on yeah it's awesome Uh,
0: my favorite lyric is uh don't let yourself go because everybody cries and everybody hurts and it's like it's really a great reminder and it's like this subtle um mention of like maybe they're having suicidal thoughts or something like or don't let yourself go or, or maybe just like don't like kind of give up or whatever like any kind of depressing thing but you know REM's like hey, come on, like, everybody gets this way, it's okay, like, don't beat yourself up. Um, So it's it's actually a really hopeful song, but it is always used, and I mean, I I think they did it on purpose, that it does sound very sad at the beginning, but uh, if you listen to the whole thing at the end, with, as soon as it, like, at the climax, when, like, everything's on, it does sound a little more hopeful, like the violin's add a lot, a, a bit of a happier tune, so um and that's why you shouldn't skip this one. So,
1: hey, that's the name of the podcast.
0: Yeah. It's crazy, huh? That's weird. I didn't know you're that's what you're trying to do. yeah, I, yeah. somewhere I, along the way we actually I actually try and talk about not skipping the phone.
1: Oh, I thought it was just a way to berate me in front of millions or or tens of people
0: to let on to the secret other part of it. You sack of shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you already say if, uh, you quoted part of it? Was that your favorite lyric?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So okay. So uh, let's go to the next one. Um, this is one of the ones you mentioned. It one of the karaoke ones. So it is. Uh, all right. Uh, play play the song now. Cut.
1: I
0: All right, that was You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Uh, I believe it was Kevin that did the karaoke to this. It was Kevin, and he nailed it. (laughs) That's right. I I, I was trying to remember the scene. I was like, I remember a lot of people doing karaoke, but I can't remember what Kevin does on it.
1: And because you hear the beginning of the song, and then something happens. And then I think my favorite part of um, not the song, but Kevin's version of the song is when he does the you, 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 you wanna... Like, he yeah. Almost sounds like a record scratch of you. <laughs>
0: uh, Kevin's great. Kevin's one of my favorite characters.
1: Oh, for sure. Kevin is me. Well, I mean... Don't need to yeah. say anything. They'll just get hurtful.
0: I... But I really want to say something. Okay. So I want to yeah, know you because we're on the podcast and I would never publicly shame you, you um, fat saga shit. Okay. Um, the, okay. Yeah, so, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin sings it. Um, it's okay. Was it the karaoke? I'm trying to, I was, I'm super bad at the office, but I'm pretty sure this is the one at Jim's house.
1: Yeah, I'm, yeah, this is the one at Jim's house when they are, Michael is email surveilled everyone and they, um, Jim has the barbecue at his place. It's the first time we actually see um, Dwight and Angela hook up, but right. you know, Michael's not invited and they're trying to hide it from Michael and Michael sees it and he goes to the house anyway after their, after his, what's it called? His improv oh this is the improv group too yes yeah, this um, is the first improv group. yeah this is one
0: of my favorite episodes i'm so glad we included this one i love i love his i love that he like only does is it, is it michael Scarn? no it's not michael Scarn. is
1: it uh, no it, it it is agent agent, agent michael Scarn. um it's before yeah. yeah is it the agent John michael Scarn? I th- it's before we've, I think it's before they read Threat Love Midnight, but it's him like kicking down the doors. Yeah. And when Michael, like, give me all your guns.
0: That's right. Michael, give me all your guns. Know, he like whispers to
1: somebody. <laughs> like Ken Jung, actually. Oh, that's right. It's Ken Jung. Uh huh. I love Ken Jung. How could Are I be so glad? I know. Like, I, I am, like, speaking of, I'm I am surprised that even with an office one, before community one like that that was a little shocking i thought first would have been a community playlist okay so here's what happened is that i
0: had this idea and then as i was doing it then i had the community idea and i was like well i'm already too far into the office i'll do the community later so we are going to do a community one folks because i love that show
1: a whole hell of a lot uh, yeah, like I, I am a huge Office fan. Like Office is one of my favorite T V shows ever. Yeah. But community tops all of them. For sure. Community
0: is fantastic. And I'm not gonna get off on a tangent. I promise myself that I will not say I was about to say some stuff, and I will not, because we we're talking about the office.
1: Save it for the other save it for that episode.
0: Save it for that episode.
1: Okay, what the hell were we?
0: Oh, we were talking about the episode and like this song. So yeah, so uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin, curious to it. And uh, I did want to mention about this song. Uh, oh, it was, yeah, it was me and you that did the angry breakup songs. I completely missed this one. Like this was a great angry breakup song. She's uh, very good at like. There's this great buildup in during the verse, like very like it's very tense during the verse where she's like clearly like emoting this great, it's like kind of sarcastic tone, you know? Yeah. You're saying a lot of this stuff. And then like you explode into the chorus where it's like, you ought to know the cross I bear because of you and all that stuff. And like, it's very, um, I like guess it's such a good song that way where, where there's like a lot of tension during the verse and it explodes in the
1: chorus. I think my favorite lyric is um, "Is she perverted like me. Would she go down on you in a the theater?
0: That's, I know you like that just because you're perverted, but, um, <laughs> uh, but I did include part of that when she said, I also like the fall the, like, when you add the next two lines, like it's like talking about like, when you're questioning yourself of why someone would leave you and like would you you said that but you mad, love
1: madly questioning like what what is she gonna make him a better mom than I would?
0: Yeah. And it's like it sounds like she's like throwing in his face like all that stuff that maybe he's said he loved about her. Like I don't know. maybe that's me putting a little imagination of the lyrics in the song. But like for me reading those reading those lyrics is like like well you love when I it's such a weird thing to say, but you love when I went down on you in the theater and you love how I speak eloquently or maybe she speaks more eloquently because you, you know, and like I would have your baby, but maybe she would, like you said that you would love that. And I think the next line is like, would she make a better mother or something? It's just like, I don't know. They're really good. Great
1: angry breakup song. Not, it's not even a sad breakup. It is a, full-on like you suck Freaking yeah on. oh
0: yeah for sure and um super uh weird that it's about dave coulier but like that's
1: Is it really
0: how did i not know about this did you not know that i thought no yeah so it's like it's not necessarily like she has said definitely it's about dave coulier but like based on like did, he's like based on up timelines
1: mood. of when they broke up
0: is like based on it was based on a timeline it was also based on like um he's like in interviews said like oh i think that might be about me and then like um bob saget uh RIP. oh shoot yeah rip uh I totally forgot but he's bob saget said in an interview that he was there during the, she, like, called while they were at dinner and, like, interrupted the dinner. She was, there was a line in there oh. about that. So it's, like, pretty much confirmed, but, like, Alanis Morissette herself hasn't said, yeah, for sure, it's about Dave Coulier. So, what well,
1: is she, what's Alanis Morissette doing these days?
0: Um, he, You know, as a music <laughs> podcast host, I should like, know, but I didn't bother to look it up, so.
1: Well, that's why...
0: You suck at life. I suck at podcasting. Is that where you
1: oh, I, I, I went more
0: general. And I said life. Oh, life. Well, you know, I am the Nick Miller of uh, our friendship, so you know, I mean, it's accurate. Uh, it doesn't hurt anymore. I've become, I've become immune to you. <laughs> Let's move on. I'm not crying. You're crying um
1: the next song play the next song
0: That was everything, every little thing she does is magic uh, by the police, uh, sung by the famous Scrantonicity. Grant, Scranton,
1: That's I said that right, right? Scrantonicity, which thing. I recently learned because I'm not like, I like a lot of Sting and Police songs, but I've not, I wouldn't consider myself like a a fan where I know a lot. I, I was just looking it up the other day and... The reason they're called Scrantonicity, fun fact, is because um, the police put out an album called Synchronicity.
0: Oh, that does make sense. I am definitely not a police fan either.
1: So it's like, yeah. Which is weird. Like, I'm, I'm not a police fan, but like, there's a few songs, like, you know, every every breath you take, every movie you make, like, that one is amazing. Um, I love Roxanne, but that's that's a, for a completely different reason. Um, that is yeah. Uh, that sidetrack that we'll get into when we do a community episode yeah, um, yeah. but like there's a lot of good like sting police songs but I didn't I didn't know enough about them until I was, I was watching I think this episode um, where Kevin is the drummer for Scrantonicity and I was like why is it called Scrantonicity like I, I had to look it up because I didn't realize it's synchronicity um that yeah that makes
0: so much more sense yeah well i mean i guess that didn't necessarily not make sense but like that that ties everything together if you like um, yeah
1: because i knew i had to tie some way to the police because they are a police sting cover band only and so I was like, right. i don't understand what that's to do with yeah
0: i can't remember if we already mentioned but this was at uh, phyllis's reception
1: wedding reception. this is a Ph- phyllis's wedding and when this song comes on and give you a little backdrop of you know what just happened um i believe that jim is still jim's still in love with pam he's dating karen uh yeah. pam and roy leave the wedding like hey don't get out of here and then the next scene is um jim being like okay well do you know what's not a hypothetical I'm really happy with Karen. And then it's Karen singing this song with the band on stage.
0: Yeah. Um, Also, the great plot point is that um, Phyllis stole all of... It was uh, Pam and Roy's wedding. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Everything. (laughs) So funny. Every time I watch that, I, I crack up about that. So uh about the song it's like it's this incredibly fun and happy song it it like it's i mean i guess a little somber during the verses but you know it's such a it's such a fun song during the chorus that it's Mm -hmm. just like it's hard to deny that this is a great song to listen to like um and the police has a very unique quality um of having this like kind of swing be um in a rock song uh that i feel like not a lot of rock bands get away with very easily so um that like always adds to the police and like i said uh, like you said um i'm not like i like songs by the police i know I, I like i know i know when songs come up that are by the police i'm like oh that's the police or that's sting. but i'm not like a, a super a super fan or anything, or, or even maybe even wouldn't call myself a fan by any stretch, but they have really good songs, like. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoy a lot of their songs, so. Uh, I did want to say if my favorite lyric is um, every time that I come near her, I just lose my nerve as I've done from the start, uh, because that kind of hit a little too close to home, reminding me of when I uh, would try, ask girls out before when i was single um i had a lot of a lot of missed opportunities because i just kind of gave up on myself like yep i'm not gonna no that, oh, that's I, the same
1: that's the same one as, as mine
0: okay good but yeah so it's just that 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 uh feeling of like i should really ask this person out because i love them or well you know crush on them and, they're fun and whatever, and, and then you work up your nerve a little bit, and then like they get near you, and you're like, nah, I can't do it. So yeah, I feel like everyone's had that uh, feeling for sure. Um, and Karen does a, a great rendition of it. I don't know she if does. It's
1: actually,
0: I don't know if it's actually Rashida singing it,
1: but she does uh, do well. Well, you know what? It's not like she she's got it singing in her blood. So who's Rashida Jones? Parents, I don't know that really. No, is she a I, yeah. just give me, give me. A, I just, I don't want to. I'm, I'm, I'm backtracking just because I I have it, but I want to triple check. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, her dad is uh Quincy Jones, Quincy Jones, he's a, music, he's a musician and record producer. Okay, and then okay. Yeah. oh, yeah, what? I didn't. Like He's got 80 Grammy nominations, 28 Grammys, and a Grammy Legend Award. Um, he produced Off the Wall, Thriller and Bad for Michael Jackson. He produced We oh, Are oh. the World. Um, yeah, he's done a lot. Like, he's big in music. Okay. So, so like, an amazing music. It's, yes. She comes from. Okay. Well, then that makes
0: sense that she would sing this very well. So, uh, yeah. Go. Karen Rashida Jones I was about to call her Karen again um and to briefly mention the fact that uh it really sucks that her uh like I don't necessarily hate her like her character I feel like she just had bad timing you know oh yeah for sure so it's like I don't hate her and the fact that they like named her Karen obviously not knowing that would because it wasn't really a thing make fun of Karen as much then, but, like, man, it sucks well, in retrospect. So yeah,
1: but, but I am glad that, you know, she was able to move on to what was supposed to be a spinoff, but it didn't actually, it didn't actually become a spinoff. It was like, I think it was originally Pitch in the spinoff, and then they oh, switched yeah. it around uh, with Parks and Rec.
0: Yeah, yeah. She, she is very good in that as well um okay let's uh let's go to the next song Um, sounds good there's just as a warning i get that it's not the season for this but there's there's a reason we include it so shut up Really quickly, that was Christmas Eve slash Sarah Hevo twelve twenty four. I don't know how to say the name of it. but it it's by Trans Siberian Orchestra. Quickly, we realized during the break that we made an oopsie doodle, um, and I don't regret saying that, even though no matter what you say,
1: um, <laughs> I was I was incorrect. I we were talking about it while we were listening to the song and the Alanis Lawrence set was not during Jim's barbecue that one um that was that song actually happened during Benny Hanna Christmas when Chris when they're when they had a karaoke party there and I always get the two karaoke parties mixed up because there's a lot of karaoke and I and that's what I thought I was I was incorrect um I do apologize and that is why I haven't gotten perfect 10s on all of my office trivia, but I do recognize that I'm wrong and can quickly fix the issues that I've said. Um, I do apologize to all the fans out there who were counting on me. You know, that's
0: respectable. I'm glad, that's a good apology. Um, I do feel like we're still gonna get a text from a certain uh, member of our audience, slash possibly guest on some episodes uh, before he listens all the way till this. But it was a good apology later well, on. I, I,
1: I know who you're thinking, but you're wrong. It's not going to be that. It's going to be Cody that calls it out when he's listening, and then he'll hear this part. Kevin won't do that <laughs> because, like, I don't know how to put it. Um, like, I was very authentic in my apology, and I don't think he'll understand the sincerity of it, and he'll – Right. Uh, I, I think he'll just – he, he just doesn't understand the difference between, um, yeah, he doesn't like
0: get What authenticity is? At yeah, it's, all. it's it's it's
1: like, understandable. It's completely understandable. So, yeah, like when you don't understand what that is, like he's not going to be the one calls it out. Um, anyway, going back to this episode, this is we were. Um, this is later on in the office. This is the episode where it's a Christmas episode. If you couldn't tell, cause, like Christmas. Right? great christmas song by trans-siberian orchestra but it's the episode where dwight and jim have an anti-pranking war where they're pranking each other to make it look like the other ones pranking them Um, but it but it's great because the reason i love this song with the office is because this is one of the songs like dwight rock will rock out to a lot of songs like in his car or in the stairwell Mm -hmm. and this one um, was in the office and he's like he says something like that. Let's listen to some real crystal music and he plays it. So then him and Kevin and Creed are like air, air jamming out, like yeah, air and guitaring he, and, Gabe joins. I, I did happen to watch this. Lit,
0: yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Gabe joins. And they're like, and like Dwight starts like moshing at the end of it. Like, I don't think anybody else. <laughs> him, he, he's Starting to like jump against everyone. It's so great.
1: But it is great because it's one, it's a great song. Like, I, this is one of my favorite Trans Siberian songs to listen to during the Christmas season. Um, And I know it's not the Christmas season right now, but like it just ended like a few weeks ago. Like, it's not like we're recording this in the middle of summer. Like, we're still in January. So it's okay to have the little remnants of this. Um, But also, I think it's great because it's a great song and it also ties in well because it's one of the best times that or one of the one of the great times that Dwight rocks out in in the show yeah I'm glad
0: you mentioned that because as I was looking through like the list of it I was like like oh there's all these great times that Dwight rocks out and which like so there's a lot of like rock out songs on the the long list of songs that they play but like they may not necessarily be like to the level of unskippable where like this one, like you were the one who suggested it, and I was like, oh, that one's like perfect. Yeah, and yeah, it is like a great. I'm glad we have Dwight rocking out, mentioning this because that's some of the great stuff is when, um, Dwight just is rocking out, or like uh, we didn't include the song, but yeah, I always think of him pumping himself up before the. Uh, employee review or whatever it was
1: for the employee review coming yeah. himself in the, up in the car when him and Jim go on sales calls together and he's like you're still doing that oh yeah so like yeah. it's you know it's, it's a great thing you know and I think it showcases it well because it's a great song yeah um yeah as far as the song goes and and me I'm you know I am I am that I'm that weird person who will start listening to Christmas music November 1st and like if so like I'm I am I'm good with Christmas music so like that is also just an amazing song yeah I hope people aren't like annoyed because it is like
0: it's it's a really good song and I I know it is like technically Christmassy, but I I don't know. I just don't necessarily like listen to it. I'm like, oh, I'm pumped for Christmas. It's like, oh, I'm pumped for whatever's coming next.
1: (laughs) Especially if it's in
0: November or December, then it's Christmas. Well, I mean, there's that. Um, uh, Yeah, as far as the, like why you shouldn't skip this one. um, Trans-Siberian Orchestra does a great job in general of this, but uh, this song in particular, is like a great example of this combination of like modern rock instruments and an entire orchestra and like what that can accomplish in terms of sound, but also like nuance inside that sound where it's not just, wow, it's impressive the volume they can get. Cause like, I feel like plenty of people can get tons of volume, but there's also like a lot going on inside of that volume different textures and different like you can add a lot of melodies inside of it and it works together so um it's very good obviously there's not lyrics uh but when there's not lyrics i like to say my favorite musical like part um and i like when the first theme fades away and you're like i remember the very first time i listened to this uh, way way young because this is i've been this has been in my life since a kid i'm pretty sure but it's um like the first theme fades away and you're you're like oh it's a lot shorter than you would think or like it can't be that short and then all of a sudden like the drums come in and it's
1: and it goes into the carol of the bells yeah yeah
0: and it's it's that that part i love that part um I don't know if you have a favorite, if you
1: can describe a favorite part of it. Yeah. I think it's that, like, I, it's, it is hard to, like.
0: It's a little I hard just, to.
1: Decide. It's hard to determine because I just, I like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think because Carol the Bells is one of my favorite, one of my favorite Christmas songs. So when it goes into the Carol the Bells part is when I really like it. Okay, that's fair. Um.
0: Anything else you wanted to say about that song or that episode? Uh, nope. Okay.
1: Nope.
0: Then let's go to Sellout Corner. And in addition to uh, the ad that just played, uh, go follow Don't Skip This One on Instagram or follow CZZ Attack. That's three Z's and the word attack on Twitter um, if you don't have Instagram. Sometimes I post it on there. Uh, also subscribe on Spotify or Anchor. That's like the big way, the big thing to do. If you can uh, do that, that would be great. Um, also, if you are interested, every episode has a playlist on my Spotify profile. Um, if you search Zach Fisher, Z-A-C-K, um, the profile has a picture of a man and a woman and a dog. And I haven't checked recently, but I'm pretty sure that's the only one with a man, a woman, and a dog. Uh, what do you think?
1: I'm gonna, to I'm, gonna I'm gonna create a profile um, with your name and I'm gonna just um, the, the picture is just gonna be the words man, woman, dog. And I would yeah. That um that sucks so much. I hate <laughs> it. But um, if are you asking if I have anything to promote? Um, I'm going to promote the same stuff that I've been promoting week after week. Um, One, Uh go check out Dak. Two, um, I I do really enjoy doing it. It's um, a travel Instagram blog, TikTok. Um, It's just, it's really fun to do. It's, if you like looking at travel pictures and pictures from all over the world, and do you ever have questions about where, you know, on like travel tips, especially if the place we've been to. Reach out to us. It's envycation. So at e n v y c a t i o n. So like I'm envious of your vacation. It's a little plan words, and it's also a plan words because we're originally from Nevada. Um, so N V as in like the state's abbreviation. vacation. So it's envycation. So it's a I, little double, little double meaning there. I did not
0: not honest moment did not put together the fact that that envy is Nevada that that's a good that's a really good wordplay I hate to admit yeah. I hate to admit that but it is good wordplay
1: well thank you very much um, so yeah go, um, go check us out there and then um, the last little thing I need to promote is um, if you guys haven't heard um, one of our friends um, has been putting out a lot of music um, don't listen to it because it's not authentic his name's Kevin Bessie um, he's got some some good songs, but because the authenticity is not there, um, I would not go check him out on Spotify, um, Apple oh, Music, yeah. all that stuff. I wouldn't check him out. Not worth it. Uh, yeah, but if you dude, do, he is on all those sites, and he does have a YouTube where he does a lot of cool like music reviews and stuff. Uh, don't watch it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Don't watch that. Like, Don't go definitely like don't go and follow any don't don't like jack jack music with the k i think it's like it's really dumb so like don't go follow that one for sure or
1: or asshole tree don't do any of that uh yeah for
0: sure he really sucks and he said a lot of like really hurtful stuff about my friends so it's like why would you do that dude okay so um yeah that guy don't go follow him um (laughs) (laughs) okay should should we play the next song let's go for it okay i i should say a little uh if you listen to the song you're like where the hell was this uh well first of all put your timeline together and then second of all we're gonna branch off into a song that was inspired by the office instead of actually in the office uh okay play
1: it now if you could play it if you could play it. In- hey, uh, if, 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 if someone from could, our production team in the booth, if um, you could, could start playing it. Yeah, I don't know
0: why you guys. We're still like talking and it's not playing. I don't understand. Okay, so uh, that was my strange addiction by Billie Eilish. Again, apologies for our producer not just immediately playing that. I don't understand going on back there. Obviously, we're going to have him uh, just fired. Uh, We apologize to Fanta and Cam Horn. Zach, uh huh. Aren't
1: you the producer?
0: Oh shit. Um, uh, you know, everybody makes mistakes. I don't feel like you know we don't need to. We don't How need to call. We don't need to call out anyone. We, we don't need to. Yeah, you know, it, it's probably fine. Uh, uh, okay, let's go ahead. Um, <laughs> okay, so I think I, yeah, I said before, like obviously, this isn't in the office because Billy Eilish and she was really young, even when it like ended. Um, but uh, this is about inspired by slash about the office. Um, she is someone. Uh, similar to you, I, from my understanding, it's like maybe even more than you, but uh, at least similar where it's just like, it's like you just put it on and it's like almost like background noise. That's her like go-to show of choice, I guess. And um, she was even on Brian Baumgarner who plays Kevin. He did a, a it was just a, like 10, I think 10 episode.
1: Yeah, it was not long
0: yeah, it's not like an ongoing podcast, but it was like a short series podcast about The Office. And um, he talked to her about it, uh, about that song specifically. Um, and like, if you didn't guess, her strange addiction in the song is her strange addiction to The Office. So,
1: And so um, this episode, the episode two that she's referencing is the threat Level Midnight. So you see that first in the, it's like, early on, um, probably season two. Yeah, season two um, where they find a script that Michael's written for Threat Level Midnight and then it's like it is near the end of Michael Scott's tenure like in the office where you see that he's actually like filmed Threat Level Midnight and it's taken him years to do it. He's trying to show it off to Holly before he leaves and yeah. Um, <laughs> that's Any anything for *The Little amazing. Doing this yeah. like the *Scarn* is a, a great dance.
0: It is. Uh, I love the table read of it, and I love the this episode where they like have it filmed, <laughs> and it's got. Doesn't it have like people who had left the show? Yeah. So it?
1: so uh, Jan Levinson is a singer in it. Um,
0: that's Karen very... shows
1: up and like in her talking head, it's like, why'd you pick my line out? <laughs> that's right. Uh,
0: it's so good. Um, oh, I love that episode. I, yeah. So she like, why you shouldn't skip this one is because it uses audio. Like, honestly, that's like one of the reasons I love listening to the is because of that. It has audio clips from that show and it like, works like it's masterfully mixed in there it's not like awkward at all you know
1: oh yeah no it's like uh, it's amazing i like i've only recently started getting into billy like just kind of like listening to her a little bit um but it's like it's it's always great to know that there's other office nerds out there
0: yeah, she's a, a super racist nerd. Um, and she uh, she also has a great voice, I did want to mention. Um, so I, I like most of the stuff that she does. Um, uh, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't know if I like every single song that she's done. So I don't want to say like, I love everything, but like, everything, I've, but like, she is always really good
1: no and um i yeah, i really, really enjoy like i don't know it's just cool to see that there's a a song about the office um especially one about threat level midnight like it's it's one of the best in in the show um the fact that like what is it when toby gets his head blown up he's like it was f- um far and away the most expensive shot it is it, it was critical to the
0: the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh, I was gonna say a favorite lyric. Um uh, it's it kinda like all of verse two. Um, let's see, she says, Deadly fever, don't ever please don't ever break. Be my reliever, cause I don't self-medicate. And it burns like gin and I like it. Put your lips on my skin and you might ignite it. Hurts, but I know how to hide it, kinda like it and um what i like about it is that she's like intertwining all of these two ideas of like this uh, like fever and heat idea and then like this medication her is her strange addiction and so she's like i don't self-medicate but i do kind of self-medicate I use, um, because i use um because i use the office, office.
1: which yeah, you know the- we've we- We've all done. Like we, we've all watched TV when we're like,
0: yeah, when, when you're kind of bummed out and you're just like, I'll put on a favorite show that like, just brings you comfort because it's familiar. Yeah, yeah. It's no. It's a good song. Um, are you ready for the next one?
1: Ready for the next one.
0: Okay. Um. All right. So.
1: Sorry.
0: Roll it, yeah. roll, roll it, producer. Yeah. Roll it, producer. Tom, I don't, I don't do the producing. It's, 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 uh it's Tom, Tom, Tomothy, Tomothy. He does the producing. If you could just please play the next song, Tom, Tomothy. saw a friend today it had been a while and we forgot each other's
1: names
0: but it did. thanks okay, tomothy thank, thanks, thanks for playing all the faces by creed bratton uh, thanks tomothy you're gonna i'll give you i'll give you a, give you a <laughs> raid from zero dollars to uh, to a thank you um okay so <laughs> creed, creed bratton uh who plays Creed Bratton, like, the last name is the same too, right, Bratton? Or did they just call him Creed?
1: No, like, his name is Creed Bratton, and then it's funny because in the show too, when he talks about, like, um, when Michael declares bankruptcy, he's like, when I go through financial troubles, I I move all my debt to William Charles Schneider, which is his birth name. So, like, Creed Bratton is his stage name, and so... So it's funny because he talks about William Charles, Charles Snyder's who he transfers all of his debt to, which is, his it's just his birth name. Like it is great. Cause Creed is like, I've heard like interviews and podcasts with him and he's just the nicest dude. And yeah. he, but like he, he actually was and is a artist. Like he was in the grassroots in the sixties and like, right. Yeah. You know, like I've heard stories about him, like on some of these like crazy drug trips the 60s and like some of those stories and it's just it's funny that he kind of like started as just almost a background extra that didn't know if he was gonna have a a job and then it just he turned into like one of the favorite character like one of the favorite background characters because he just stuff he says is amazing
0: oh yeah it's always wild and he delivers it always like perfectly um and uh he and and yeah, Creed, uh like the in real life was like um super involved in the whole sixties music scene, like all of that the the hippie scene, like he was there with like most of the big names you can think of. Um it was just crazy to think about. He ended up as like yeah, just an extra on the show who like was just in the background and then he like ended up having one line that like, if I rem- if I remember the interview right, he's like, "Oh, I just like said something so that I could get paid extra because if you have a line, then they have to pay you." It was in but,
1: it was it was before it was in the diversity Today episode, and he was caught, like one of the assistant directors that realized that he wasn't. Um, he was an extra and so Um, yeah they they just had him talk and then he had to get paid like had to get back paid for it and then he was actually the his first actual like official line was the um the 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 coal mine um elevate elevator guy who michael calls when he's like trying to Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah, he first likes season.
1: He on the phone, he's on the phone credit. Like that's his first credit, but it's not as Creed. It's as this dude. But yeah, no, it's great. And I think the reason I love the song I'm glad that we put the song on is because this is the song that plays, like, in that last episode of The Office. Um, yeah, as, as they're all walking away when you know, think Andy's quote. What was Andy's quote? Was like, give me a second. I want to get it right. Yeah, I can't remember, but I, I'm glad that
0: you um, brought it up because I had forgotten that um, this was, like, the ending song was also performed by Creed Bratton. I'm really glad that we included Creed because he's a great, like, musical artist um, in his own
1: right. Um, I What I was going to say is I wish there's a way to know you were in the good old days before you actually left them. Because yeah. we all thought that, too, and, like, it's a... <clears throat> um, sorry, just you know, getting over COVID. I know Zach didn't, you know, let you know that I, I, yeah. I, I caught the Rona, and you know, I'm I'm Don't just talk. coming. That's the worst one, the Rona. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, um, so he just did. got a little
1: lingering cough. Um, not even a joke. I seriously, I, I,
0: yes, I'm, he a, did a, I'm, a, I'm on I'm on
1: day eleven now.
0: He did actually succumb to the plague and uh, is is now uh, healthier, but
1: yeah, it sounds like a lingering cough. I'm as I'm as healthy as a a horse that is a little overweight and doesn't like doing exercise. <laughs> um, um, but no, the going back to this song, the song <laughs> yeah. is great because like it it does feel like a great song to like. Even the lyrics are a great way to like wrap up the show
0: yeah because it is like um i think in the in the in the um nature of like a song that is just uh, just guitar and voice there's always like a twinge of i I guess there's songs that aren't but like the the um the style that he's playing this uh folksy style when it's just a guitar and voice it's always a little bit tinged with sadness but like it's Of kind of it's a very like pleasant tune though like it's not it's not trying to be sad it's not minor chords and slow but um I don't know just something about the nature of it is like this little bittersweet goodbye and the lyrics are all like very nice or it's like all these faces I that I know have the same familiar glow I think I must have known them somewhere once before all the faces that I know it's like You know, like I've forgotten these people that I once knew, but you know, I I, they're familiar and it's it's still a good time. And
1: it's and it's that weird thing too, where like I'm I don't know about you. Well, I do know because we've talked about this with other shows, but like there's that especially with shows that run this long, where it's like they do weirdly become like it sounds so lame to say, but like a friend. Do you know what yeah. I Where like you've watched them so um, many times that like like they it they do feel like a weird part of you, like you you and I think that's that's why, you know, entertainment is the way it is, where it's like you've got these shows that they if they weren't successful, they wouldn't you know if we didn't feel this way, they wouldn't be this successful. Like the fact that like when it ends, you feel sad about it. Like I, I know I talked to you about this with other another specific show, but I know I felt the same way, where, like, I've watched The Office fully through, like, start to finish only three times. All right. But but that's because I usually will go, you know, like, when it starts getting, uh, like, I will jump around and, like, I'll go watch a bunch from season six and then a bunch from season two and then season seven and three and four, and, like, I'll jump around, but, like, Continuously, yeah. like I will sit down and like I will watch it from start to finish, three or four times, and I think it's only been three. I almost got to four, and then like I remember, yeah, it was on like the second to last episode, and I I almost got too um emotional and sad. I was like, oh no, I don't. We're we're gonna go hang out with people tonight. I can't let them see that I've been crying over a TV show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely, like, it does a good ending. And um, not all shows that run this long, or maybe not even, definitely not all shows, but, like, not all shows that run this long have a good ending like this one. And it sounds like they put, like, a lot of
1: effort into making it a good one from all the interviews we've heard. Wait, so are there shows that have gone on that long that have a terrible, terrible ending about how, the mom dies, and then he ends up with the best friend that he said from the beginning was just an aunt named maybe like Robin or something. I mean, I wasn't gonna say it. I say that,
0: but gonna say maybe that you know, there's the dumb ending where they just undo the whole premise of the show. The whole
1: premise of the show.
0: Yeah, no, exactly.
1: Like, and, and, and that's the thing is of The Office too. I know people. I've heard people complain where it's like after my, like for people to be like. I stopped watching after Jim and Pam get married or I stopped watching after uh, Michael leaves. Like, you know, yeah. After Michael leaves, it is a little bit different, but like, it's still a really good show. Those last two seasons, even though it is a little bit different because Michael's no longer there, it's still a really funny show. Still a really great show. And like, I, I recommend to anyone if you're like, I'm not going to watch it after Michael leaves. It's like, no, you you need to, because it's still, there's still amazing parts. Yeah. I I do think
0: I would chalk that up to like a difference in um, how you feel about like whether you connected to the show versus you connected to characters. I feel like some people got connected to characters or the romantic tension between Jim and Pam. I know that's a big thing for a lot of people. It's like, I'm only watching the show because of this romantic tension or like Maybe, maybe that's what people think. Like, I know that was with, uh, like, friends. It was just like constant contrived, like, no, they're not together. Like And all the way until very, very end with uh, uh, Ross and Rachel. But, or even um,
1: like, New Girl, you know?
0: Or, yeah, like, or New Girl. People,
1: people, as soon as Jim, Jess, and Nick start dating, are like, I'm out. And then they stop. They're like, oh, maybe I'll watch it again. And then they finally get back together at the very
0: end. Yeah, and it's it's um and it's it's, you know, if you if you're there for just that, um, I don't then know. You're I wrong, just, and I hate you. you. <laughs> so, but at the office specifically, like you're just missing. I feel like a lot of the rest of the show that's very very good, and then I, I don't know a lot of those other shows. It, I mean, maybe not friends, because I'm not, like, a super friends fan, I, I, I won't comment too much about it. Um, but, like, like New Girl, it's like, you're missing a lot if you're saying, I'm not going to watch it, because um, Nick and Jess got together. Like, New Girl's fantastic the whole way through, so it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's dumb to stop a show, because you're only there for certain aspects of the show, but... um Anyways, I've gotten, what were we talking about? Oh, All the Faces. (laughs) Um, Anyways, very good song. Uh, Do you want to go to the next one? Let's do it. Okay. Um, Okay, so this is second to last um, because the last one's always preserved for my wife. Um, But uh, this is, again, not from the show. So uh, just a forewarning about that. Um, and, Timothy, I will just give you a space now to just go ahead and start it. Okay, Timothy, you're not... It's like a lot of silence, Thomas. No, I know you don't... I had my first crush in season two She'd pass me notes and fill our hands with glue And in my corduroys we'd walk to school i sat and crossed my legs like jim would do she moved away i was on season three it hit my heart so hard i'd hardly anyways tomothy like i i'm just like i'm just saying like you could have just played the song like when i first asked and we didn't have to have this discussion so. uh, sorry. Yeah, we're oh
1: back. Back sorry
0: <laughs> okay um so this is that was netflix trip by ajr um we were, I was looking up their ages while we we're during the break, and um, uh, because like we we noticed in the lyrics that they like, seem pretty young, uh, so one of them's two years younger than me, so um, it would have been like sixth grade when it came out, and then another, uh, the youngest one is like five years younger than that, and I think he. I can't remember, one of of the two of them was the one that wrote the lyrics and so they were pretty young. Which makes a lot more sense. Yeah.
1: Um, So, I was going to say, this song goes hand in hand with what we were just talking about, how like, it's with some of these shows, like, it's more than just some, like, it's like, it, it connects with people on like a deep level. And I think, like, I don't know. Like, me, I think my favorite lyric from that was, um, but who I am is in these episodes, so you don't tell me... So don't you tell me that it's just a show. Where it's, like, we've all felt that, like, when watching stuff like The Office or any of these shows, but specifically The Office. Um, Yeah. It's like, no, 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 don't tell me that it's just a show. Like, that's, like, we were saying, like, that's why people... It resonates with people so much because they see themselves in these characters, like they they relate to them, and it becomes a part of them. Like I know uh, us yeah. as millennials get made fun of a lot for like, you know, having uh, our Hogwarts house be a, a personality trait, which it is. Shut up, Gen Z. Um, <laughs> I have, no, I've been I've been attacking the Zoomers a lot this episode, but still, just saying, like we gotta grow a something... young audience. Don't attack the <laughs> Zoomers. There's
0: there's a they're the time they're the of their lives to buy all of our merch that we don't
1: have. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> go eat a um, damn tripod, Pod, you little kids. That's <laughs> uh, just, you know, sorry, my back is getting really achy and I might need a walker to get up the stairs tonight. Um, <laughs> but no, like, just, I, like, I really like that line. But, um, yeah, I, that was my favorite lyric too, actually. Um,
0: but who i am is in the episode so don't tell me it's just a show that's yeah fine.
1: um and it, it, it like it really does go hand in hand with what we were just talking about how like with this this season series ending and like hey how you know if it wasn't that big like why would there be podcasts that people are like listening to or just tons of like merch or people quoting it all the time like I don't I know how many times I say that's what she said because <laughs> of the office. Or like, yeah. just, just, and even, not even that, just like other quotes from the show that aren't as big as that's what she said that I will quote all the time.
0: Oh yeah, I use, um, I always, uh, can't remember the right word, but I always use that quote when I talk about you where um, if I was in a room with, uh, if I was in a room with a gun with two bullets and I had, and there was, what was it, Saddam Hussein? Saddam Hitler and Toby, I'd shoot Toby. Saddam twice. Hitler and Toby, except I say Saddam Hitler and Brady, I would shoot Brady twice. So, <laughs> but he says Toby. Yeah, there's so many great quotable lines and it's such a great show. I, um, Like I said, like when it came out, it wasn't necessarily connecting with me. But there was a time in my life where I would watch it, like I watched it from beginning to end, and I felt like I really connected with with it then.
1: um, Like during that, which and it's really funny because I'm thinking back, um, early last year, early 2021, I read, um, I read Rain Wilson's book where he kind of talks about, like, you know, where he started and kind of gave, yeah. got into Dwight and everything. And he was saying that that first two seasons, like, they were in shock by the young, like, you know, the viewers, like, which would have been, like, me, like, the high schoolers. um, They yeah. started watching it because, like, you guys don't – under, like, you guys don't know what it's like to, to be in a workplace, but they were just – like, it, it's just kind of funny because it was, like, they – they didn't think that that would be their target, you know, demographic. Like they were aiming for, and they still got them, but like people who were their age, who,
0: yeah. Who actually had terrible them. bosses
1: and crappy yeah. jobs. But like, like it was the millennials that we latched onto were like, Oh, this is hilarious. Like, I know I'm in high school, but like I already know this is going to be what my life is like in a few years. Yeah. Which is, which is actually funny to look at now because like I, so um i my degree i was in the business school at byu and but it was like the fun part of the business school i was in experience industry management we talked a lot about like different things and this is a little bit of a tangent but it's funny to go back through and rewatch the office where like at the time things that michael would do, would do just seemed so stupid where now companies are doing exactly what michael did like throwing parties and doing this and he's like no we you know like it, yeah, that's... you don't want it to feel like a nine to five. you want it to feel like you wanted to, to feel meaning behind it it's not just a job you want you wanted to be almost like a family and that's what companies are trying to get to and it's like makes sense because the things that Michael wanted is what we all kind of do want in a job where it's not just yep I get paid I go home and I hate it like trying to make it more like oh yeah no I I'm going to be spending you know, eight, nine hours a day there at least, five days a week, I want it to be fun. Yeah, like a huge, consistent chunk of every day. And But, like, there, yeah, there are some, like, HR things where you're like, oh, you probably, you definitely can't see that at work today, but, like, other things that he does, it's just, like, you know, the dundies and, like, the whole point of, like, wanting to have recognition. Like, that's what people want is recognition in the workplace. And it's just it's amazing where, like, then it was like oh this sucks like michael's an idiot for doing this and now jobs are like oh no that's what actually people actually want like yeah. people want something like the dundies to be able to be like recognized and be like oh yeah like brady you did a great job at this and you know you did x y and z and this is why you're getting a, a trophy like i i got a little uh, my last job like i got our our boss gave us little trophies for um things and so like i was the joker because i was the one that would like always make jokes and like keep things light in the office and it was just meant a lot to like even something like that it was like a little mini dundee almost of like you did a great job at like keeping morale up and i appreciate it and it's like oh like it's nice to see that you know businesses want that so yeah no that's uh that's a good point i hadn't really thought about it in that way but yeah like uh,
0: Um, definitely companies are trying to, or we're like impacted by the office. Like it's, it's impacted. Like I I always think about um, how like clips from the office are used as like, you shouldn't, like people play clips of the office in trains or something. We have like examples of what not to but like it it, it was so um, prolific and like how many people know, about The Office have seen The Office and like, and especially our generation has connected to The Office. Um, and younger than us and and older than us, like so many people, you know, it, it had a weird quality that way, not every show can quite reach that range of ages. And, and I did want to say like this song, like I feel like this song is um, emblematic of how much just one show can become like a part of you, based on like when it came out in your life, because it's clear from like the lyrics of the song, and then also uh, a few interviews that they, the brothers of AJR have done, like how much they were impacted by The Office. They talk about how like the the one I, I wish I was better at keeping track of which one was which, but like one of them the the one that wrote the lyrics who um, wrote that like i crossed my leg like jim did he like still does that to his day like he started doing that in elementary school or or, or middle school or whenever he started watching i can't remember what grade they said but um like he's still he's like i saw jim do that and i was like i want to be like jim so i'm gonna do that for the rest of my life like that's how he sits now and that's like a small example of like how much he can be affected um it reminded me of like my dad and seinfeld where i don't think there's i mean i don't know because i haven't had a conversation with him about the emotional impact of seinfeld but i do know that um growing up my dad had all these like he, i thought of them as like my dad's sayings. he like the little quotes and stuff that he would say um like all the time and it wasn't until I grew up and started watching more Seinfeld that I was like, Oh, these are just all from Seinfeld. Like my dad, like, and he still watches Seinfeld all the time. Um, like certain shows when they, depending on when, like when they come out or, or what mood you're in or, you know, just your time of your life, you just connect with them so deeply that they become like a part of you. Yeah. Um, and so like the office is that for you. And my dad has like Seinfeld. And I like, I, I as the uh, and it depends on on the year, but I, I do feel like community was like a huge part of me because and I do feel like like the main reason of that is it began when I started college. And I think it ended, if not when I ended college, like really close to when I ended college um, because I took longer uh, than normal people. Uh, but anyways, we're not talking about that. Uh, so, <laughs> It's just like these certain shows can define you as you grow up and um, uh, yeah, The Office, when it came out, didn't necessarily define me, but there was a point, it, it was after I started um, like my career, like I had graduated and started doing like actual office work. I was in five days a week and then I started watching The Office and I was like, I, I think I started to get it more and then it became, and then it's like that affected the way I've started to treat treat office work a little bit where I, I'm not necessarily going out and pranking everybody, but it's like I try and have, have fun with it, you know, Whereas yeah. like when I first started, I was like,, oh, this sucks. <laughs> you know, you have to try and int- introduce fun. so. This has been a weirdly sad end to uh, this episode. Uh, well, I guess it's not the end though.
1: Um, yeah,
0: got, yeah, one more. All, um, but I, I don't know, sad, but you know. It, uh, Reflective. Profitable. Reflective, there we go, which is weird for us.
1: But um, yeah, I feel like, like I need to, to make fun of you about something. I don't yeah. even know where to start, so uh that's okay well I, I,
0: just, that was that was I don't even have a comeback um okay let's move on to the last one this is uh as always we end with a song for my wife I guess I end with a song for my wife I don't know why I said we um because yeah you that's my best friend so I I guess that is true. He's your best friend with my wife. So it's um, for my wife and Brady's best friend. Um, okay, anyways, uh, play the song, Tomothy, if you could, please. Baby, when I met you, there up to get you with a fine-tooth comb I was soft inside There was something going on. So, uh, My Desert Island picks would we'll definitely include these songs, uh, give the podcast a follow, um, and
1: yeah, thanks for sticking around, fellow music nerds. Edit. I, I I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. You can't, you can't call people nerds. But I said fellow. Though you said that if I said if then
0: I'm. Uh, like, you yeah, yeah, you're right. You're
1: right. You're right. Okay. Well, um, remember, like, I, one
0: of your first notes to me, you were like, you oh, can't call people nerds, but you can say we're all nerds.
1: I I do want to to do throw do one last shout out i guess that's really not a shout out i want to give a thank you to indeed.com indeed helping us find a new producer that is definitely not imaginary
0: <laughs> okay thanks that's the end for real thanks for sticking around so i'm there